Vox Quick Hits. The conversation that you're about to hear is an episode excerpt from our, our big, big conversation this week on, on Worldly, part of the Vox Media Podcast Network, where we're taking questions from our listeners about different topics in international relations and global affairs that they're interested in. We really hope that you like this conversation, and if you want to hear us tackle more of these difficult questions, you can head over to our main feed, that's W-O-R-L-D-L-Y, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, and listen to the whole conversation. Hopefully we'll see you there. Now I want to turn to a question from Maggie, uh, who asked us a sort of broad issue, which is about the, the general way in which one talks about world politics. And she says, and I quote, how do you explain slash teach international concepts slash global issues to individuals such as myself who don't have that background due to demographic or cultural differences? What are some tricks to helping them become more globally aware. Uh, now, I want to open this up to either you, Alex, or Jen. You know, that's something we, we try to do on the show. We think about our audience a lot, and we think about people who don't necessarily spend, uh, you know, all their time uh, thinking about other countries or who aren't familiar with countries outside of their their home nation. You know, how how do we communicate that to them? So, how do you, how do you all think about our approach on this topic, and more generally, the issue of cross national communication? I'm going to leave it to my, to my colleagues to probably explain, uh, you know, more <laughs> better ways to do this. But I think often about like what connects the world a lot more and using, you know, examples that people can understand as, as a way like they at least have a lot of familiarity with to like make connections. So it's why it's part of the reason I talk about soccer a lot. And one, I just I genuinely love the sport, but two, like it is kind of what connects the world in many ways. It's the most popular sport in everywhere. So even just connecting it to the last issue we talked about, South Korea and Japan. In 2002, there was a World Cup that both countries hosted, and they were sort of like shoehorned into hosting it together. They didn't really want to. And South Korea went way further than Japan, and the entire time, the South Korean national team and, like, the South Korean country, like, the populace were like, we did better than our colonial, like, colonialists. We're going to beat them in the, like, if they made the final, which they almost did, the South Korean team, it would have been in Japan. And it was, like, going to be some massive, almost, like, historical karma. So I always find things like that or on a past show how I explained the Romelu Lukaku issue on the Belgian national team and like why there are some Belgians that still look favorably upon, you know, the colonization of the DRC. Like a lot of these historical trends, a lot of these things that still matter in our lives today and in world politics come out through sport, come out through soccer, it is, is at least the, what I pay most attention to. And so I think it's there are ways to connect what's happening in the world to things that people already enjoy and can sort of understand, like, you know, think of just even the Red Sox-Yankees. Like, there's just been a rivalry forever between Boston and New York. Well, you can almost extrapolate that to many other countries and 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 explain big issues that way. That's just one small way that I think about it. But the bigger point I'm trying to make is that, like, the world has a lot of complexities and nuance, but there are ways to get at the, the trend lines that are pretty easy for anyone to understand and they can be communicated. And so I always look for, like, what do you already like? What do you already understand? And is there a way I can explain it through that? So... Um, it's part of the reason I talk about soccer, but let's be real. The real reason I talk about soccer is just it's it's the thing I care about most in the world, other than uh, I guess my my family or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, or whatever, um, or, classic or whatever. Alex. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Spoiler alert: He really loves his family, and they really love him. He, he's being silly. Um, but anyway, uh, no, I think that's a really important point. You know, that Alex, and you're really great at that. Uh, to your credit, um, you know, for me as you know, not just the 
co-host of Worldly, but I'm also the senior foreign editor at Vox. And I do a lot of thinking about how we bring, you know, really complex, nuanced international stories to a largely but not exclusively American audience. And, you know, one of the kind of foundational things that I think about is that you have to just kind of meet people where they are, right? And you have to come at it in a kind of generous way and in a non-judgmental, non-pompous ass kind of way, if you'll allow me, uh, pardon my French, in the sense of, you know, look, we all, you know, anyone who has specific knowledge on a topic, deep knowledge, likes to show off that we know a lot of things. But you, know, you have to think about what is the point uh, and what is your end goal here. And if the end goal is to try to get someone who, you know, maybe feels a little self-conscious about not knowing a lot of stuff or not having, you know, maybe the the best educational background or foundation, right? You don't want to shame people or embarrass them or tease them for not knowing something because look, like, there's a lot of stuff I don't know. There's a lot of stuff everyone doesn't know. Even the biggest expert on, you know, whatever the most important thing, nuclear scientists, brain surgeons, like, they don't know anything about, I don't know, other stuff, right? And so you kind of have to just understand that everyone is living their own lives, that they have their own kind of different degrees of knowledge and meet them where they are. And, you know, I think not to tout Vox too much, but I, I am a fan of what we do and our explanatory model uh, of journalism. And, you know, one of the things that that we kind of think about is, you know, not talking down to people. And one of the the ways that I, I think about this, um, there's a, a really great example when, you know, th- I think about the argument, and this is not international relations, but I think it's it's comparable in some ways of, you know, the question of, okay, well, it's, uh, it's really cold outside in, you know, there's like a freak winter storm, for instance. And people are like, okay, well, I thought this was supposed to be global warming, right? So you can make fun of people and go, ha ha, dummy, you don't understand climate change because you think because it's cold outside... Well, you can do that, or you can take what our colleague Brian Resnick's uh, approach to that, which was, yeah, that kind of makes sense that you would think that. Like, duh, it's cold outside. What happened to global warming? And so he, you know, did a really great piece kind of explaining this, and he took that approach. So, like, that's not a dumb thing to think. That's, like, a, a pretty normal thing to think if you're just, like, a regular person, of course. And I've seen other, you know, news outlets take a different approach, which was, like, essentially the tone is, like, no idiot. Of course it doesn't mean you know, there's no global warming. And so that's the kind of difference in tone, I think. And, you know, obviously, you folks, our audience are not, you know, journalists, most of you probably doing this for a living. So, you know, if you're talking to a friend or a family member who has a question about something that you know about, you know, first of all, just make sure that you do your research so you know what you're talking about. It's something that all three of us do, even though we're experts in international relations, we all do a lot of prep work before talking about these questions. Because uh, we got to make sure we get the dates right <laughs> and the specific numbers and the facts, you know, because we can't keep all of that stuff in our minds at all times. So do your research and then, you know, listen to the person you're talking to. What are they actually asking? What do they want to know about? Why are they asking? You know, what are the most important things to to communicate? Is it a specific date or fact or is it a broader kind of concept? And so that's, I, I kind of think, are the main principles here. You know, being generous, meeting people where they are and making sure that you're informed yourself. Yeah, if I had to summarize this in sort of one line, it's don't overestimate people's knowledge or underestimate their intelligence, right? People justifiably don't necessarily know a ton about the world that they don't immediately experience. That's no one's fault. It's in some ways really rational, right? If you don't have a lot of free time or it's not your job to learn about what's happening in a country that's like 3,000 miles away, then why should you? Right. It's not, it, I don't blame anyone for not spending all their time learning about the world. 
Uh, I also think that people can learn if they want to. So even if this isn't your background, you don't have experience outside of your home country, you, there are still lots of facets of reality and of these things that you can relate to, right? You don't have to be South Korean to understand a country having a horrifying history of abuse by a colonial power or a, a minority being targeted, right? You can understand and relate that to one's own experience. So analogy and meeting people where they are well, assuming that they can follow your reasoning and they can follow the explanation, because assuming people aren't idiots is always a good thing to do, I think is a good way to talk to people who don't have tons and tons of experience with the rest of the world. Hope you enjoyed that. Please head over to our main feed on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and check out the full Worldly episode. If you want to have your question answered like the one that we just discussed, you can send us an email at worldly at vox.com, W-O-R-L-D-L-Y, at vox.com. Hopefully we will hear from you uh, sometime soon.